0: Hello and welcome to Nebraska Press Zone Report, a podcast from the World Herald. We are brought to you today by MD West 1, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. I'm your host, Jake Anderson. Joining me as always is Mike Sautter, who very kindly reminded me before we started recording that I haven't had a haircut in over four months um, and it's looking a little rough. Uh, at least I'm not bald, is all I'll say to that. And how are you doing today, Mike? I'm good. Um, you know, at least I can uh, cut my hair by myself. So I'm doing my <laughs> thing. I miss this banter. I looked back today. It's been about a month since we've had a podcast. A uh, few extenuating circumstances with that. Uh, but we are back today, and we have some exciting stuff to talk about. I mean, there, for the first time since the state basketball tournament, there's high school sports in Nebraska uh
1: yeah to some degree right um, you know legion baseball started softballs kind of uh, been going you have uh, the what feels like the start of you know a- actual AAU basketball so um, football is kind of able to do some stuff uh, now and a lot more stuff in in July so yeah feels like it's
0: getting back to normal a little bit We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show, kind of what fall sports could look like. But the big thing we we should start off with today is Monday and what happened in the recruiting world. Yeah, uh, Monday was a, a
1: decently busy day for um, I guess a lot of kids throughout the state. But you know, basketball wise, it was it was a pretty big day. Um, you had Jason Green get an offer from Stanford. Um, you had. Isaac Trout from uh, Grand Island get an offer from Nebraska and Creighton both. Um, You know, a handful of other kids got phone calls, at least from Division I schools. So Monday was the first day that coaches can make direct contact uh, with that 2022 class for, uh, I guess, kind of winter sports, if you will. So wrestling, there was – uh Grice from Bellevue East uh he he got a little bit of love Uh, a couple of Millard South guys got some attention too so um there was there was that direct contact piece is kind of tricky so let me I guess explain that a little bit um before Monday uh college coaches could call the high school coach or the mom or the dad or um the summer coach or whatever anybody else and say hey can you have such and such athlete call me so that's how kids in that 2022 class were able to kind of rack up a few offers and things because they can the the athletes could call the coaches before monday but not vice versa um so now um now basically the floodgates are open so for that class all except for football football the football date is september 1st for the 2022 class which um you know that's that's uh mike Riley, deshaun woods uh devin jackson caden helms guys like that that uh, already hold
0: power conference offers and likely will be have a busy september one that makes sense um you have the full list of who got contacts offers on monday on anyprepzone.com nevhsrecruiting.com but i did kind of want to take a minute highlight isaac trout and jason green kind of what their days were like because as you noted starting at 1201 a.m yeah. their phone was going crazy uh for trout it was greg mcdermott bruce weber mike boynton fred Hoyberg, and he's planning virtual visits
1: yeah so um you know uh, coach Mac or McDermott from Creighton he he was one of the first ones at 1201 ish to text trout um, on Monday morning I guess Sunday night Monday morning uh, Mike Boynton from Oklahoma State he now trout's done a virtual visit with Oklahoma State um, so that's kind of a, a step uh, they haven't offered yet but you know they're that's it's a, a couple of pieces there feels like they're going to I, I think they probably just need to sort of probably figure out right now uh, what their scholarship plan is going to look like um, with with the probation stuff that they were just kind of on so um, or just sort of put on so that's that's a thing um, and Creighton trout has been to Creighton and had uh, kind of developed a, a good relationship with um, Paul Luss, the Assistant at Creighton, and Coach Max kind of stepped in and been recruiting a little bit there too. So um, and Hoyberg uh, called uh, before eleven on Monday morning, too. So those are kind of those handful. Um, Wisconsin, uh, coach Kravinoff, he he's the one that recruited Chuck Epburn um, or the main person that did. So uh, he's had success and found success here. So he, you know, I mean, Isaac's had a lot of a lot, a lot of interest. Oregon called late on Monday night, so or Monday evening, Monday night. Um, so there's stuff there. I mean, when you're 6'8 and have that sort of skill set, you're you're gonna have some some love and some interest, I guess. And Jason, um, no, Stanford called on Monday afternoon and offered. Um, before that, K State and TCU had offered and basically a year ago, Nebraska was his first power conference offer. So, um, you know, six, eight, about two, ten can do basically everything. Um, I feel like more and more schools are going to, uh, start calling and knocking on the door and, and he'll start, I think, getting some more offers and, um, you know, it's too bad that there hasn't been an AAU season in the spring for some of these kids. And, um, I think Jason would have a lot more attention. For some reason, it, it, maybe it's just me, but I feel like he doesn't get enough credit or attention for just how good he is. Um, it, it feels like he's not a top of the name, you know, like top of the mind guy, which is, uh, I mean, it's, that's a little crazy to me because he is really good uh and super talented maybe it's because people don't see him in the summer that much because he um plays for Mokan out of kansas city and that that's
0: probably why but um he is uh he's phenomenal so yeah he i mean he's one of many standouts for Miller north and that that could be part of it too that you know with, with hunter salas saint thomas uh max merle that it just kind of he slips under the radar only I mean he was only a sophomore this season so it'll continue to grow should continue to grow for him I mean he heard from NC State, Wake Forest, Iowa, UNO, K-State and he had a virtual visit on Monday with NU.
1: Yeah uh, Nebraska uh, that was a quick kind of thing they set up a uh, virtual visit with him Monday afternoon um, really uh, felt like it went well I guess I you know, he's, he's been in contact with Nebraska a lot. He, um, unofficially visited a handful of times was at the opening night, Rick Ross concert thing, went to a football game. Uh, also, uh, saw Nebraska play Michigan state, um, in Lincoln Matt assistant coach, Matt Abdomasi, who's kind of the lead recruiter for everybody. Uh, he, uh, him and, jason have built a pretty good relationship according to jason when i talked to him the other day and um so it's you know i i, I think nebraska is really working hard uh, for him and, and has shown that so um but nc state was the first school to hit him up on monday night not like that matters really at all um and then wake forest did and like i said stanford colorado um I'm forgetting someone or something, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, there were were plenty of them. And like I said earlier, the full list is on nevhsrecruiting.com. There's a bunch of names there. Um, If you want to check out the full list, it's there. Were there any other names, one or two guys you wanted to shout out?
1: Yeah, um, you know, Jay Dawson is a guy, UNO, Holy Cross, North Dakota State, Northern Iowa. All were Monday um, that that showed some interest from him, or gave him a call a call, or reached out to him. Um, Bradley reached out to him on Tuesday. Um, so there's uh, he's a he's an awfully intriguing kind of guy. He, um, you know, you're talking about six three, six four long, can really score. Needs to put on weight and develop, but I think as he's you know physically matures, that'll that'll happen. Um Chandler Meeks, another guy, UNO, Colorado State, uh, Holy Cross, Northern Iowa, South Dakota State. Uh, they uh called or and and UNO has shown significant interest in the Omaha West Side Guard. Um, so that's something. And a name that I guess pops a little, been popping a little bit here sort of recently is Kyle Ingerson from Papillion La Vista. There's been a handful of schools that have kind of been like, hey, like, we want to kind of see more. Um, you know, he's about six five, can really shoot the three. Um, multi-sport athlete, gonna um play quarterback for Papillion La Vista in the fall. And he he's gotten some love. I mean, um, UNO, Colorado State, Northern Colorado have kind of hit him up on Monday. And uh Sort of at the top three behind Green and Trout right now is Kale Jacobson uh, from Ashland Greenwood, and he had a lot of attention on Monday. Uh, UT Arlington, uh, Colorado State, Boise State, South Dakota State, Indiana State, uh, Omaha. So he's there's there's a guy there. So that's just kind of a handful that kind
0: of uh, pop off the top of my head, I guess, right now. Definitely. Um, shifting gears a little bit here, as we alluded to earlier in the podcast, there's some high school sports going on right now. Uh, Legion Baseball should be having first pitch soon. They're already practicing. They're on the field. They're following guidelines. Players are in weight rooms. You know, There's going to be practices with guidelines soon. Mm-hmm. And one of the big events every year, the Shrine Bowl officially got the go-ahead from Pete Ricketts and Nebraska- yesterday or this week um there's definitely going to be guidelines with it though but those sports and those events can kind of be guidelines for the fall um you know this this summer for workouts you know no physical contact no sharing equipment no group um so they're going to keep people separated um and safe and see how it goes right i think the key word is see how it goes um is um
1: you know I mean part of the the problem here or with that is you have some it's school district by school district is making their own decisions, so like for example o p s um they haven't been able to get in a weight room yet, um uh, but they've been able to do some conditioning things um so you know your Omaha Burks, Omaha Norse that are traditionally really good at football, haven't they're a couple of weeks already behind as far as the off-season workouts and training stuff is to your West sides and Bellevue West and you know Elkhorn South and Creighton Prep and Millard schools, and so it's it's kind of you know up in the airish and up to each individual district. Um, I think what I sort of heard was the governor really didn't want to open up everything right away on June one. He wanted to see how the baseball and volleyball, um, they kind of got the go ahead or green light first went, uh, and then go from there. But, you know, I mean, what I expect, I fully kind of expect there will be football and volleyball, I guess, fall sports. Um, I, I don't expect full student sections going full throat and you know all of that i I think that would be a hard hard sell on that it would
0: um, it would not be shocking if it was the similar situation in state tournament where it's family household yeah rows apart spacing yeah which
1: which kind of makes it feel like more of
0: a scrimmage right so
1: mm-hmm. um, but I mean maybe that focus is. Kids in a little bit more. Maybe it doesn't. I no. I can't imagine. Um, you know, Omar Burke and Bellevue West. I think is opening week or you know a week one game or the first week game. I. I mean, without student sections and fans and stuff. I mean, you know, true kind of fans and everyone there. It's gonna kind of be uh, a little weird. Uh, but you know, I guess. Um, that's kind of it's better than nothing or not playing uh, yeah but and it, it was different I mean if you take the I like the the football side would be pretty interesting because you take the uh, kind of what was experienced state basketball and flip that to football you could really hear like coaches call out plays and stuff um and, and give instruction to athletes and things at, at this boys state basketball tournament because there wasn't that loud crowd. Uh football would be pretty pretty neat to kind of see that and just hear keep your, you know, ears open and hear what's going on too. So um we'll see.
0: And there there are definitely right now a few unanswered questions. Um, you know, will will bands be there? How will schools the state, et cetera, how, how will it be handled? If a player on a team tests positive, will just the player be quarantined? How will they handle any scheduling that needs to come out of a positive test? Um, what you know, What does it look like for winter sports? As well as just, you know, if you can't have students in schools, how do you justify getting players on a field or in a gym granted it's a little bit of a smaller grouping there than a packed high school but there there are questions yet to be answered but we are beginning to see the you know the workings for sports
1: yeah there's uh there's no way this is just in my opinion or i i I don't think there's a chance that if kids aren't in it in school physically in school there's no way you can have sports there's just no way Uh, there's a way but how do you get away with that right Right. you know like it it just doesn't make a lot of sense um so we'll you know i guess you kind of look at it and say well we still could do it because it's not as many people or kids playing and stuff like that but you know i mean just taking football for example football and basketball and wrestling um, are two sport or three sports that, I mean, the physical contact is literally every single play. You're breathing on people and all that stuff. So, and sweat and all that. Um, so, those are the three that are the most dicey. We'll see how kind of, you know, uh, July 1, I, 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 there'll be AAU basketball and uh, probably be some... Uh, camps and stuff in July uh, for football, um, more just sort of team camp things in July. I think uh, for football, so we'll see how that goes. It's all going to be a matter of how is how is it managed between now and August in order to get to that decision. There there hasn't really been guidance yet uh, from the NSAA or an updated update to that guidance from when the the governor
0: basically said, you know, we're going phase two or three or whatever it was. Yeah, the latest guideline from NSA was here's how you can bring players back for right. weight room and workouts. Right. And that. Yeah. What what I'm curious to see is how the shrine bowl goes. Right. Because that's going to be players grouped together in Carney for practice, for the game. It'll only be family up to 10 per household, I believe. In attendance, so it's going to be a smaller grouping. But how does practice go? They're going to be wearing masks when they're not practicing. But what kind of happens from this first big event? Someone would, you
1: know, uh, someone would be really smart to put like, you know, how they have the visors for um, for football uh, helmets and masks and stuff, face masks. It'd be really smart if you just did like a visor for the cage, right? Yeah. So- uh, kind of protect that a little bit but then you still i mean there's there's so much yeah i mean there's a lot of bodily fluid on a field so um yeah I'm, I'm i'm
0: curious to see how wrestling goes because of all of all of those that's the closest yeah. contact or you know are you going to wear one of those uh n95 masks while wrestling on the mat and it it's going to be really interesting and you know, high school sports is very low on the totem pole of what we need and what we need to answer questions for. But some of this stuff is going to go hand in hand in how other stuff reopens.
1: Right. I will say, though, like as far as economy is concerned, you know, not losing – a, and I'm saying any city in the country – losing an AAU tournament with 100 teams – that's a big hit like a lot of people. I don't think people realize like the grand, the scope of that as far as hotel rooms and uh, rental cars and meals and all that. There's a, it's a lot. Um, I mean, let's think about it. If there's, let's just say 50 teams. So you have 10, roughly 10 players per team. That's times 50 teams plus, you know, at least a mom and dad most of the time. Let's say that's plus,
0: – Plus probably three coaches per team. Right,
1: right. And pl- sometimes they bring their family along too. And then you have a little extra media stuff. I mean, that's a lot of people in, um, in a location that uh, a lot of people could can or do make their livelihoods off, or, off of. I mean, Kansas City, Des Moines, Minneapolis, here in Omaha, there's, you know, a tournament basically every weekend in the summer, spring and summer. Um, you know, Chicago and all basically all over the country, Dallas, all that. Um, there's a it affects a lot. I that's something that I think people kinda when they think of sports wise stuff, this there's a lot there that um uh, that it kind of goes away. I mean people are building hotels close to these facilities for that reason. And they can kind of, you know, put a little surcharge for a weekend in there too, as far as hotel rooms are concerned.
0: Do do those gyms, like I'm thinking of the one in Council Bluffs and as you mentioned, Des Moines, Kansas City, do they depend on some of these events to keep the lights on for lack yeah, of better term?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's kind of it's how they make their money basically. So um, it's running a business, not just sort of an AAU program. So that's, um, that's, a, that's a huge thing. Um, and people have taken hits just like every other industry basically in the country, um, have taken hits. So, um, that's, uh, you know, that's a a big piece and we'll see how it goes. I know in July, uh, there's a lot of talk about stuff happening. Uh, also in, you know, there's, there is talk of having four live periods in the fall, August and September, um, which would be kind of interesting specifically for someone like me that, you know, uh, goes to AAU tournaments and football games and stuff. So uh, having that in the same weekend would be a little dicey and have to figure out scheduling-wise how that would work for me. But I'm such a small piece to this puzzle. It doesn't <laughs> matter.
0: It would also be interesting to see to see that in August and September when, as you noted earlier when talking about Kyle Ingwersen, he's the quarterback for William La Vista and right. also a top basketball prospect how how do you ask these players to choose which event to go to or also how do you, you know, if, if they don't want to take the break from football to go to this event?
1: Yeah, that, I mean, that's something that families have to make that decision, you know. Um, and coaches and all that have to make the right decision. It doesn't have to be the right one, but, it you know, you have to make the best one, whatever you think is best. So, um, that would that's that would be a, a, certainly an interesting uh, you know question to see kind of what I mean. You're probably not gonna miss a football game if you're the starting quarterback for uh, for an AAU tournament. I, you're you're probably not. Um, I don't even know if that would be the best idea,
0: honestly. But there's a lot of things yet to be answered, and I'm sure we'll get more answers in the coming weeks here as we find out more. Um, but before we wrap up here, I'm looking over your shoulder and I want to give you a shout out, um, for your still spinning story on the Omaha central dynasty. I see you have it framed up there behind you. It looks real nice. It was a great story. Well done. The print copy looked fantastic. It looked fantastic online as well. Um, if you haven't checked that out yet, it's on Omaha central's dynasty with Akoya Gao in the early uh, 2010s mm-hmm. um, and their four state titles, kind of what went into that, a real behind-the-scenes look at how the team came together, you know, struggles for a team that won four straight ti- or four straight state titles. It seems crazy to say struggles, but they had struggles internal and external and kind of just how everything came together. So I wanted to give you a um, quick note that that story was great. Um and if you haven't read it yet, go read it right now.
1: Right. It's, uh, you know, I uh, I put a lot of time into it. I'll likely never write something that big. <laughs> so <laughs> unless it's a book, um, you know, a lot of time went into that. Obviously, I'm pretty thankful and grateful to um, all the players that I talked to for that story. It um, it was uh, I think I turned in 6,500 words, and it got cut down to about 3,500, which is what this is, which still feels like a lot. Um,
0: a so, labor of love, I believe they say.
1: Yeah, that, that would be the term. <laughs> but anyway, I I got it framed in that and printed out in, like, the glossy thing because it's just kind of cool. I'll never, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll probably, likely never write anything that big again.
0: <laughs> It's a great addition to an office and a great story. Um, but that's all we have for today. We'll be back very soon, I'm sure, discussing more high school sports. I'm sure there'll be some recruiting news. But until next time, thanks again to our sponsor, MD West One. Thanks to Lawn Mower Outside My Window. And thank you for listening.
1: As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across greater Omaha, MD West 1 Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwest1.com or call 402-390-4111.